morning, church. Good morning. <laughs> morning. Um, I want to share with you um, something that God was um, speaking to me about as I was preparing for this message. Um, and so as I was praying, I was, I was writing down some things. But God began to say to me, my people are sick. They are dying because they do not know that Jesus has already borne their sicknesses. He has already suffered for them to be well. All they need to do is believe this and take the healing. Amen. Amen. So today the message of my sermon is, God wants you well. God wants you well. Amen. This morning I'm going to take a somewhat complicated and, and I think somewhat sensitive uh, uh, topic of healing. And my desire is to make it so simple for you that you will not miss it. Amen. Amen. So healing is, healing, everyone desires healing, right? From the poorest of poor men to the richest of billionaires. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. Um, billions and billions of dollars are spent each and every single year either trying to restore health or retain health. I think the health industry is probably one of the most lucrative industries in this, in this world here today, right? Healing is the basic, a basic desire of all mankind. Yet, the enemy, in the name of religion and wrong doctrine, has convinced so many in the church that God wants us sick. He's even gone as far as to, to convince so many that sickness is a blessing. Church, this is not true. It is not true. God wants you well. God's desire is that you be well. He wishes above all things that not only should you prosper, but that you should walk in health. That you should walk in divine health. As much as God wants to save you, He wants to heal you. As much as God wants you to go to heaven, he wants you to walk in His divine goodness, His healing power, and to walk in divine health, church. Amen. 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 Healing is a part of God's nature. And while I was really preparing for this message, I started to just read up about creation and about how creation and even our own bodies reflect the fact that God wants us healed. Okay, so I'm going to share with you some things that I've, that I've discovered and and I think we've all seen, but in our busyness, we probably really haven't observed. Okay, so I'm going to share with you these things. Um, but if you think about it, right, plants, plants, trees, they absorb carbon dioxide, which is poison to our bodies, right? And they produce oxygen to keep us alive. Medicines that man uses to prevent or to treat sicknesses and disease come from animals. They come from plants. I read somewhere that I think aspirin, aspirin, yeah, aspirin comes from trees. Nature's desire is to keep us well, is to keep us alive. Nature wants to teach us that it is also God's will for us to be well. Let us look at our bodies, right? The perfect design of our bodies. God created these bodies. And he created them perfectly. We're fearfully and we're wonderfully made. Let's look at our bodies. Our sweat. Our breath. Our waste. 
It's all God's perfect design to expel waste from our bodies to keep us well. Our kidneys, our livers, our appendices, our tonsils are all agents to filter out or filter out um, poisons from our blood and prevent them from actually circulating around our bodies, right? I was actually speaking to a doctor friend of mine as I was researching this topic and we were talking about our tonsils and I was saying, you know, when we were younger, there was a big buzz about tonsils and if your tonsils were inflamed, you know, they had to remove them. And my doctor friend actually said, you know what, research is now showing that our tonsils are actually very important and they actually perform a vital function in our body in keeping us free from, free from sickness, free from disease. Okay, and here we were thinking that even our tonsils were quite insignificant. Coughing, sneezing, even small minor fevers are ways in which the body expels and attacks disease that's tried to come into our own bodies. Again, I was speaking to a pharmacist friend of mine, and she said fevers, small mild fevers, are actually quite a good sign in your body. Because it means that your body has started to attack and expel and defend itself against something that doesn't belong in your body. Guys, I could go on and on about the perfect design of the body. But my point is this. If it's God's will for us to be sick, why would he create nature? Why would he create our bodies to defend us, to keep us well? If God wanted to put sickness on us, if God truly did not desire for us to be well, why would the trees be creating oxygen to keep us alive? Why would our bodies continually be fighting and fighting and fighting to keep us well? Faithful Church, this morning I want to tell you that sickness should never be entertained. Sickness is an enemy. Sickness is a thief. Sickness and disease will steal your joy. It'll steal your peace. It'll steal your confidence. It'll steal your money. Money that you could be using to bless others. Sickness wants to steal it. And so today I want to tell you that God wants you well. Amen. God wants you well. He wants you to walk in healing and to walk in divine health. God wants you well. And today I want to say that healing is here. And it's here today. Amen. And so today I want to I look at four, and actually it's three now, because um, there's so much on the subject of healing. You can't, you can't fully exhaust it. Actually, I could actually spend a whole weekend teaching you on, 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 on healing and what God's will is concerning this topic. So I'm really going to focus it to three points that God has been speaking to me and really teaching me um, about, this, about this particular uh, topic, about this particular subject. And these are three foundational points that we as a church need to settle in our hearts is true. Amen. Not only so that we ourselves can receive our healing and begin to walk in divine health, but also so that we can begin to effectively minister healing to our spouses, to our children, to those around us who truly need to see the goodness of God manifested in their lives. Amen. 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 Someone say, God wants me well. God wants me healed. Healing is for me. And it's here for me today. Amen. Amen. So my prayer this morning is that you receive these truths, church. And even after the service, that you continue to meditate in these truths. And I believe that as you do, 
you will begin to walk in victory over sickness and disease, not only in your lives, but in the lives of your families, your friends, and those people that God has placed around you. Amen. So the first point I want to share with you, and it's, it's, it, it grieves me that I actually have to share this as a point, okay? But we've just had so much wrong doctrine in the church that I really need to simplify it. Sickness is from Satan. Healing is from God. Sickness is from Satan. Healing is from God. Amen. It just, it comes from the Bible. We, 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 we just can't get around this. And today, I, you know, my, my, my desire would have been to preach and to, you know, to tell you some feel-good stuff. But, but today I think I have to, I have to do a, a Bible study. Okay? Because I know there's a lot of um, teachings out there. Um, that we've been exposed to, that we really need to counter and work against. And the only way we can do that is through the word of God. God says he sent his word and it healed them. And it delivered them from their destruction. So today we're going to focus on the word of God. Okay. Now nothing hurts me more than to hear people say that God is the author of our sickness. Um, Nothing hurts me more because I know nine out of ten times people are talking out of sheer ignorance of what the word of God has to say about this specific topic. Okay, so today we, we, we're going to discover from the Bible who the source of sickness is. We're not going to use anyone's experience. We're not going to use what you think, what I think, what they say. We're going to go straight to the Bible and find out what the Word of God has to say about this topic. Amen. So go with me quickly to Acts 10, verse 30. We'll start at verse 37, but my focus is going to be on verse 38. And this is Apostle Peter. He's speaking in uh, the house of a Gentile called Cornelius. And this is what he has to say. That word I say ye know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Acts 10.38 How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the, by God? No, by the devil. Jesus went about healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Why? Because God was with him. You've seen it all for yourself. The word of God clearly says here, right here. That healing, Jesus healed all those who were oppressed by the devil, not of God. Amen. Go with me quickly to Luke 13, and we'll start in verse 11, and we'll read all the way to verse 16. Remember, the the point of reading these scriptures is to establish and to settle in our hearts who the author of sickness is. Luke 13, verse 11. And behold... There was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and it could no wise lift up herself. Verse 12. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Verse 13. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Let's skip to verse 16. Jesus said, And and ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, 
whom Satan hath bound. Whom Satan hath bound. Lo, these 18 years be loosed from the bond on the Sabbath day. You see, Jesus didn't say that God bound her to teach her lesson. Jesus said that it was Satan, the devil, the enemy, our enemy, who had bound her physical body. Amen. Church, you'll not find it anywhere in the Bible where it says Jesus healed all that were oppressed or bound by God. Satan is the author of sickness. And sickness came about when Adam sinned, the fall of man. We ate of the forbidden fruit. And because he did, he opened up the door for Satan to come into his life. To come to attack him not only with spiritual death, but also with sickness. But we know, 1 John 3 verse 8 says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And one of the works of the devil that I want to tell you about today is sickness and disease. It simply comes down to this. And this is as simple as I'm going to put it. Sickness is bad. Healing is good. Sickness does not come from God. It cannot come from God. Exodus 15:26 says, I am the Lord that heals thee. It doesn't say I am the Lord that puts sickness on thee to teach you a lesson. God cannot put sickness on you. He wants to heal you. Amen. Amen. And when we realize this, when we realize this, we treat, we start to treat sickness and disease as we would sin and the devil. And we begin to resist it and not yield to it. Because how can you resist something that you think God has put on you? Amen? And I want to share with you something that happened to me, I think, last week. Um, my, I went to Cape Town last week, well, two weeks ago, um, for a conference for the week. And, um, and, and I really just want to share this with you because I don't think a lot of, a lot of you guys know, right? Um, but while the day I landed for my conference, just about to go into the, you know, the, 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 the actual proceedings, I get a call saying that my daughter is in hospital, right? My daughter's in hospital and she's, she's possibly got meningitis, right? And we, we know meningitis, they say, is a disease of the brain, blah, 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 blah. She may never be able to walk, blah, 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 right? And I remember how angry I was, how angry I was. That the devil was trying to attack my child. That, that he was trying to attack my child when I knew, and I knew that it was God's will for her to be healed. And so as I got this call and I stood by the elevator, I remember saying to myself that I know God wants my child well. I know that Jesus already bore our sicknesses and disease so that she can be free and she can be well. And so I began to speak to that sickness in her body. I began to resist it. I began to speak life into that body. I began to command every organ, every tissue, every cell, every part of her body to line up with the word of God. Because God's word, God's will was for her to be healed. Amen. And I remember after praying and after decreeing and declaring for about an hour, I actually started to feel a peace about me and a confidence that Jesus had this. 
And I'll cut a long story short, I never went back home. <laughs> I stayed at my conference for the week. My daughter was out of hospital that Monday. And she's well. Praise God, she's well. But how many of you know that you, you cannot have that confidence in your prayer life. You cannot have that confidence to take boldly that, that good health and to walk in that divine health. If you think that God is putting sickness on you to treat you, to teach you a lesson. And God is teaching, putting a sickness on you to humble you. You can't. And so today I want you guys to settle in your heart that sickness is an enemy. It's an enemy and it needs to be resisted. Because God has not put that sickness on you. Amen. God is a God of love. Amen. Amen. The second point I want to make, and this is something I learned very late in my Christian life, um, and so I'm here to, t to share it with you today because I, I believe God gave me this word and He gave me this word for someone. Um, but the second point I want to make is it's God's will to heal you because healing is part of His redemptive plan. Amen. Amen. It is God's will to heal you because healing was in his redemptive plan. Before I go to the scriptures, I want to submit to you that in as much or in the same way that Jesus bore your sins, he bore your sicknesses. The church is free from sickness just as it's free from sin. You see, many believers, and as, as I said, I, I myself was completely ignorant of that part of redemption. And I think somehow in churches, um, you know, and, and then it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's the lie of the devil. They, they are, they are, and, and many people walk sick and, and, and brokenhearted in pain because they don't know that Jesus has already died not only for their sick, sins, but also for their sicknesses. Amen. And so I'm going to do something a little bit different here, okay? The Bible says that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word, every truth shall be established. So I'm going to be a bit of a lawyer here, Pastor Tate, and I'm going to call three witnesses. No, no, you sit down. I'm actually going to call them. I'm going to call them out, and we're going to hear what they have to say, okay, to establish a truth from the Word of God. And, and I want to submit to you that all three of them are going to, can't 100% agree that Jesus not only bore your sicknesses, well, not only bore your sins, but he also bore your sicknesses. Okay. So the first witness I want to call up is Prophet Isaiah. <laughs> so go with me to Isaiah 53, verse, 40, verse 4. Prophet Isaiah, come up, come up. Tell us what you have to witness. Isaiah 53, verse 4. I'm going to read Isaiah 53, verse 4, and then verse 5. So this is Isaiah, and he's saying, surely... In other words, truly, certainly, verily, with 100% truth, he has borne our griefs. So this is Jesus. This is Prophet Isaiah is speaking prophetically about the cross. Okay? So he's saying, surely Jesus has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Verse 53, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, or with his stripes, we are healed. Amen. Can we go back to verse 4? Because I want to point out two things here. Okay. So in verse 4, Isaiah, prophet Isaiah says, Surely he hath borne. Okay. So that word born comes from the Hebrew word nasa. 
it means to lift up, to remove, to carry away. Okay? So surely he had lifted up, he had removed, he had carried away. Our griefs. Okay? That word griefs in the Young's uh, Concordance is the word coli, choli, C-H-O-L-I for those taking notes. It's translated sickness, weakness, and pain. Amen. So the literal Hebrew translation of Isaiah 53 verse 4 and 5 is this. But sickness, weakness, and pain, he did lift up and remove himself and our sorrows he carried. While we indeed esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, yet he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, in other words, our sins. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And through his bruises was healing granted to us. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Jesus died for both our sins and our sicknesses. Amen. Let's quickly go to verse 12 because I want to show you something else. And I was so excited when God showed me this. Okay, So verse 12. Says, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he had poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. Again, here's the kicker. Okay? Prophet Isaiah says, And he bore Nasa, Nasa, lifted up, carried away, removed from us. And he bore Nasa, the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Amen, amen, amen. So there's consistency here, right? That word Nasa not only is used in reference to Jesus bearing the sins of many, but also in Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5, Nasa, bear, lift up, remove, carried away, is used with reference to Jesus bearing our sickness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Second witness. Matthew, come on up. Go with me to Matthew, verse eight, uh, Matthew 8, verse 16. We'll read Matthew 8, uh, verse 16 and 17. So this is Matthew. When the evening came, they brought unto him, unto Jesus, many who were p- possessed with devils. And Jesus cast out the spirits with his word and healed all who were sick. Verse 17. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, our first witness, who said, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. You see here, Matthew is literally quoting Isaiah 53 verse 4. Okay? And again, we have a second witness who's saying that Jesus took our sicknesses and our infirmities, our sins. Amen? So that we would be free. And you know, I read, I read this verse for so many years. Um, before I actually literally understood what it was saying, right? It's literally, it's actually saying that Jesus took the cause of our sicknesses and disease upon him on that cross. And so I like to say, I like to read the scripture this way. I like to say, Jesus took my infirmities and bear my sins. Amen. Amen. Someone say, Jesus took my infirmities. And bear my sickness. Amen. Amen. Okay. And so our final witness we're going to call is Peter. (laughs) 
Go with me to First Peter 2 verse 24. One of my favorite scriptures actually. I think, do we want to start in 24? Um, yes, let's start in 24. Okay. Who his, this is Peter speaking, he says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, on the cross, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes. And Peter, sure, Peter says something so deep. He says, by his stripes you were healed. By his stripes you were healed. By his stripes, you were healed. This is not a promise. This is a fact. It's already taken place. Because Jesus bore Nasa. He lifted up away from you not only your sins, but your sickness. Church, by his stripes, you were healed. Right now, receive it in the name of Jesus. Another testimony. I think those who've known me for the longest, probably used to be only you. Um, knew that I've, oh, well, maybe you, Nyasha. Maybe in high school. <laughs> I went to high school, Nyasha. Um, knew that I used to wear glasses. <laughs> okay, you guys are shocked, right? I used to wear glasses. Um, for the longest, since I was 15. Um, and you know how it goes with glasses. Each and every single year, they get stronger and stronger and stronger. Okay? I've got, I've got absolutely nothing against glasses. Got absolutely nothing against doctors. Because I believe Jesus created doctors to keep us well. Because it's Jesus' will that we be healthy. Amen. And those doctors will keep us seeing. They'll keep us well. Amen. But my prescription gets got stronger and stronger and stronger. And um, I remember it was close to our wedding. God supernaturally placed a book in front of me by Kenneth Hagen. I think it was, I can't remember what it was. It was about healing. I actually don't really remember what it was. All I remember is seeing this verse. <laughs> by his stripes you were healed. By his stripes you were healed? And I had to double check this, right? So I had to look at my own Bible on my phone, look at Pastor Tafara's Bible on his phone. I literally had to ask my mom to SMS me what First Peter 2 verse 24 said because I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like God was, <laughs> I don't know, it was, it was supernatural. I literally felt that as I read it, God had removed this veil from my eyes and I was seeing something for the very first time that I had never ever seen before and so I began to search out the scriptures concerning healing and of course I had an ulterior motive because it was my wedding and, and I didn't want to wear my glasses because they were just so ugly <laughs> um, so I wanted, I wanted to see <laughs> but as I began to meditate on the scriptures and it took time I began to, I began to see myself seeing and progressively, I truly began to see. You know, there were times where I'd forget my glasses when I was going to work. And in the past, um, before I'd started searching out the scriptures and really meditating on the scriptures, I couldn't even see the computer. So I would literally have to go back home and get them. But while I was on this journey of meditating the scriptures and re really receiving them for myself, I left my glasses at home by accident, got to the office. It was lunchtime, and I realized... Oh, I don't have my glasses on and I can see. Praise God. <laughs> By his stripes you were healed. Amen. 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 So Jesus not only bore your sins, he also bore your sicknesses. Nasa. Amen. Okay, and I've only got five minutes left, so I'm going to go quickly through this last point. And it, it grieves me that I need to make this point, but the church somehow 
wrong doctrine somehow has convinced people to believe in some strange stuff. Okay? Now the third point I want to make is God not only provided healing in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant, but He still provides healing in the New Testament under the New Covenant. God still heals today. Amen. Exodus um, 15 verse 26. Okay, and it's, it's something I, I, I mentioned to you earlier. And the context of this is that as soon as Israel, God's people came out of Egypt and started walking toward the home, their homeland, their promised land, God said to them, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Amen. And we know that it's such a remarkable fact that in all the years that the Lord was with them and that they were obedient to his covenants, there was not a single person who was sick. There was not a single premature death. There was not a single baby that was sick. There was nothing, no sickness. People, people literally walked out the, 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 the full length of their lives with no sicknesses. Amen. Why? Because God was everything that they needed, including being their healer. The book of Psalms, which was Israel's prayer book and also their song book. Okay, I love this because if you read the Psalms, and I, I do love the book of Psalms actually, um, you'll see that they're continually mentioning God as the, as the healer. One of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 103, and I'll, and I'll read it quickly. Verse 2, um, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Yep, there's benefits in knowing God. Okay? And so the book of Psalms says, Who forgives all thine iniquities? In other words, thy sins. Who healeth all thy diseases. All thy diseases. Not half of the diseases. Because God wants the other half in your body. He heals all your diseases. In as much as he forgives all your sins. Okay. Who redeems thy life from destruction. Who crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Psalm 107 verse 20. And I mentioned it earlier. He sent his word and healed them. And deliver them from their destructions. And you know we can read these promises over and over and over again. And, and, and as I'm sure when, when I was reading them to you. You guys were starting to, to feel excited. Rejoicing that, that healing is yours. God wants you well. But yet there's some in the church today. Who will say that that was in the Old Testament. That died away in, with the Old Covenant. Healing doesn't exist today. Amen. And this is what I want to this is what I really want to share with you some verses so that none of you here today leave with that same thought. Okay. Hebrews 8 verse 6 tells us that as new believers, New Testament believers, we have a better covenant established upon better promises. If divine healing is not provided under this better covenant, it would not be a better covenant. Because if under a covenant that was not as good as ours, People didn't die. People were not sick. People were well. How can we, in this better covenant, not receive divine healing? I actually want to... I've, I've, God gave me this, this awesome example um, of, um, of how to illustrate this. And, and I'll illustrate it with money, right? The question I want to ask is, is a 20 rand bill better than a 10 rand bill? And this is not a trick question, guys. <laughs> Okay, it's not a trick question. Don't overanalyze. Which one's better? 20 Rand bill, right? Why? Yeah, because it contains not only what the $10 or 10 Rand bill is, but more, right? In the same way, um, 
the New Testament is better because it contains not only the Old Testament, but more. So stop thinking that healing died away with the Old Testament. We have better promises, better, a better covenant established upon better promises. Go with me quickly as we, as we close to James 5 verse 14. And this is James. He says, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. What church is this? It's the New Testament church, right? Of which all born again believers are part of. Okay. So James is actually saying in the New Testament to the New Testament church, if any of you are sick, go call the elders of the church. Okay. Let's look at the book of Galatians. Galatians 3. We'll start off in verse 13. And this was a letter that Paul was writing to, the, to all the churches in Galatia. And if you recall, these, were, these churches were all Gentile churches. Okay? Galatians 3 verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And we know that if we read in the book of Deuteronomy, one of the curses of the law was sickness. Okay? So here we have the, Paul saying, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Why? That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Okay. And we can actually paraphrase it this way because we know that one of the curses was actually sickness. We can paraphrase it this way. We can say, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of sickness being made a curse on us. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Amen. 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 And so church, as we close this morning. God's will is healing and health for you. Amen. It's for you today, just as much as it was for the children of Israel in the Old Testament. Amen. If the children of Israel in a, under much, a, 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 a less comparable uh, a covenant experienced health, experienced healing, how much more us, we as children of God, should be walking in healing and divine health. Amen. Jesus, who is the express image of God, it is said of Him that He is the same not only yesterday, but today and forever. So Jesus wants you well. He wants you well today. He wants you well. Why don't we get up on our feet and pray? Father, we just thank You. Father, we thank You for Your goodness. We thank you for your love, Father. Father, we thank you that you desire that we walk in divine health, Father. Father, we thank you that you desire above all things that we walk in divine health. Father, we thank you that all good things come from you, Father. Sickness does not come from you, Lord. It cannot come from you, Father, because you are the Lord that heals us. Father, we thank you that in the same way that Jesus bore our sins, He bore our sicknesses. Thank you, Father, that according to 1 Peter 2 verse 24, by His stripes we were healed. By His stripes we were healed. Father, right now I speak to everyone under the sound of my voice. I speak to their bodies right here today. I speak to every organ. I speak to every tissue. I speak to every cell. I speak to every part of their bodies. If they have families that are sick, if they have relatives that are sick, 
If there are children that are sick, I speak to their bodies. I speak to their organs. I speak to those lungs. I command them to be healed right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command the spirit of infirmity to leave these bodies right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for health, Lord. Thank you for healing, Father. Thank you for healing, Father. Thank you for healing, Lord. Thank you, Father, for healing. Even right now, I pray for those that are brokenhearted. I pray for those that are brokenhearted. I thank you for your healing, Father. I thank you that you say you heal the brokenhearted. You bind up their wounds. And so right now, I speak to those who are struggling to, to forgive, to let it go, to move on, to heal. Healing is here today. Jesus is healing today. Jesus is healing that broken heart today. Jesus is healing today. Jesus is healing today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. I want to speak to anyone who's um who's right because it leads to sickness. It puts a strain on your body to live that way. And so if you're feeling that way, if, you, if, you, if you're struggling, if you're really struggling, we want to pray for you this morning. We want you to come up to the front. And I'm going to ask some of our leaders to just help me as I pray for you. Also, if there's anyone here who either for themselves are, are really struggling to receive these truths and, and really just are tired of being sick and tired, we want to pray for you this morning. I'm going to ask if you can come in front and we're going to pray for you this morning. Amen. And so for the rest of the church, um, as we leave this morning, I, I just want you to remember these words. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. 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 So greet two, greet a hundred, greet three hundred people. Amen.